This is Believe in Buckeyes with your host, Bryant, Brownie, and Chimdi Chekwa. How you doing, man? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing good, man. Uh, we look tired, man. You got to wake up, man. You looking? I got two kids. Like, two okay. kids and, 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 you know, one on the way. So Okay, okay. I like the numbers, man. Like sleep, is numbers. Not, sleep is not an option right now, man. I mimic those numbers, though, man. Like, and I, you know, I put it together. Right. So Friday night, man, feeling good. We got the NCAA tournament on. It's, you know, it's exciting, man. It's exciting times. It's exciting it is. Time. It's good. It's, it's exciting times. Before we get started, let me uh give a shout out to the sponsors, man. Bet online. Bet online remains your number one source for all sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball, basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends. At Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. So go to the website, uh, it's betonline.ag, where the game starts. All right. And if you're having any issues with gambling, any problems, concerns, feel free to reach out to 1 800 gamblers if you have any issues uh have people 24 7 assist with things also want to shout out if you're in the columbus area shout out to pit barbecue grill if you need got any catering needs in the columbus area feel free to reach out to the pit barbecue grill at the pit columbus.com fill out uh, the what, what's it called the, the form the form yeah, the so form. reach out to you and discuss your needs. So I want to shout those out, our sponsors here for the show. So we got a lot, not a lot to talk about. I mean, it's the off season, right? It's not a ton going on. But this week at the Woody Hayes facility, we had Ohio State's Pro Day. Um, anybody who doesn't know what Pro Day is, that's where all our guys that are looking at going playing at the next level into the NFL or professional football, we should say, because it's more than the NFL now, right? But it's basically guys going to the NFL, they have Pro Day, so that's where all the uh, scouts and GMs and even owners this year, this year uh, come in and get to see our guys perform. Uh, so we just wanted to kind of, I guess, go over the highlights of Pro Day, discuss that, what we're feeling, what we're seeing, what we're feeling there. Um, and just kind of, once again, it's always hype up our guys because we feel like, once again, it's another talented bunch. A lot of guys that probably get called the first day on the draft, and we just want to kind of discuss their performance, man. So what are, what are you hearing, Jim? What did, what did you hear about Pro Day? Did you have a chance to check it out, see anything? Yeah, so just adding to Pro Day, Ohio State's Pro Day, like Alabama Pro Day and a few other schools, is not like every Pro Day, right? So – Ohio State at Ohio State, you know, every team was gonna is gonna be well represented. You see teams like the the Panthers with nine to ten staff members, high level staff members. I heard the number was fourteen. A oh, fourteen, <laughs> fourteen, and <laughs> and the owner uh, showing up to a pro day because you know they're making decisions that will really um, be impactful to whether to their success for the next. You know, two, three, four, maybe even five years, and one of those decisions. Maybe ten. <laughs> yeah, maybe ten years, depending <laughs> if on they get the, if they get this right. <laughs> right, right, and um, one of those decisions is CJ, and um, you know, you know, we've seen. I think during the season, it was kind of a consensus that Bryce Young was outside of Ohio State and the state of Ohio. There was a consensus that Bryce Young was the 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 number one quarterback, probably the number one overall pick. But you see, during this off season, there's been there's been a kind of this transition to CJ looking like the guy who is becoming 
um, everyone's kind of picked to be number one. And, and I think, you know, based on how he performed on Pro Day, um, there's, a, there's clear reasons why. Like I, To me, CJ is, my comparison is the Kevin Durant in basketball in terms of, <laughs> you know, a guy that can just go and hoop no matter where he's at. Go outside, whatever. He shows up and he's going to be able to sh- shoot that mid-range. Um, CJ can just show up and throw the ball, right? So a pro day, a combine, anything that can showcase his accuracy. And to me, being a defensive back, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that quarterbacks need to have. Um, accuracy to me is at the top, uh, with being able to understand, diagnose, you know, what the defense is doing and make decisions, and then being being able to put the ball exactly where it needs to be and. There is no better quarterback in the draft than CJ when it comes to doing that. And I think that I think he showed that again at this pro day, which was expect, expected. Yeah, that was expected. And obviously, like you said, once again, going to the year, Bryce Young was is the guy. I mean, it's still it's, yeah. it's not, nothing has been decided, right? But he's still yeah. the guy. He's the guy that won the won the national championship. He's the guy that won the Heisman at Alabama. And obviously, I mean, is a tremendous player. And I probably look to have much success in the NFL. But obviously, have a couple of question marks. Um, this season wasn't as big as the season before, right? Uh, he had size concerns. Um, I was, I mean, I think he's listed at five ten. Yeah. It's not very big. Obviously, you see guys do it, but, th- but when it comes down to it, it's still just not very big. So, um, when you're looking at your off the tackle, off the line, averaging maybe six foot four to six foot eight in that range. Uh, defense alignment being six 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 four. I mean, obviously size matters at the quarterback position. You know, it, and it comes to just being able to see things or your ball getting swatted down. If you're a bigger guy with a higher release, obviously it's going to be tougher to do compared to a shorter guy. And that's just yeah, this this that's just is what it is. And with the, from deflections, if you have deflections, it could easily lead to turnovers, which is essentially not the quarterback fault. But if you could do something to help it out, maybe get a bigger guy back there to play. And obviously CJ checks a lot of boxes. Uh, does a lot of things well. And well, another thing that we want to bring up that we have spoke about before the show is from Pro Day, um, we had Rick Spearman at the Pro Day, uh, who was a longtime uh, GM for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, and he did an interview right at the Pro Day. And he kind of really spoke really highly of CJ and just kind of spoke to the fact that um, how much of a leader he is, how much he people is attracted to him. And that's yeah. just one thing that you hear around Ohio State in the program, which is how many people just really love CJ and everything that he brings to the table. And I, I and from that from that um interview, it must have shown. Like he must have yeah. are going into these meetings he and he is and he's showing that he is that guy that could lead the team. He could be the face of a franchise. Um, he definitely could get a locker room around. I'm not saying other guys can't do it when you're looking at the top guys like Bryce or uh, was it uh, the guy at Kentucky, Will, Will Levis. Will Levis. You know, Will yeah. Levis. Um, not saying these guys don't have it, but CJ definitely brings that characteristic as well. So um, I, my opinion, the C- Panthers need to take CJ. I mean, my opinion, I, I, right? So <laughs> That's the guy. You yeah. need to go in that direction. Yeah, and but, you're a little biased in your opinion. Yeah, I'm well. uh, But uh, in terms oh, of risk, you know – one, if if I looked at it as an investment, I'm investing. Um, I'm putting a lot of money towards a young person coming into the NFL. Um, you look for those things. You know, you you talk to people. You hear how does he interact with players? What type of leader can he be? What type of kid is he? And I think he checks all those boxes. And then another way to de-risk, you know, drafting a quarterback number one overall is 
how accurate of a passer is he? Like, if he's a very accurate quarterback, you know, I think that the the guys who have been discussed, um, whether it's you know Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Bryce Young, um, from a risks risk standpoint, right? So you look at upside, then you look at the what's what's the risk? To me, CJ seems like the least risky in terms of um, a guy who has a size, he has a prototypical size, he has the arm strength, he has the accuracy. He 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 um he has a demeanor and the you know kind of the poise to be a, a leader. Bryce Young similarly has those a lot of those those same tools except he he's on the shorter side. He's a little bit slimmer, right? So there's there's risk there. Um, Anthony Richardson hasn't even played that much you know quarterback Football. in general, yeah. right? So he yeah, you know he has to continue to develop in that that area. Will Levis. It, it was hard to see based on where he played at, you know, what, you know, what he's actually capable of. So the, from a risk standpoint, it seems if you're going to take a, a kid that high, you know, um, to be able to take a kid that, you know, his, you know, the accuracy <laughs> translates to the NFL. Like, <laughs> this guy could pinpoint, throw this ball. He's done it at the college level. That stuff is going to translate. Um, there's some stuff that, you know, he can continuously improve on, but that stuff's going to translate. So I think, I think when it's all said and done, and you said it, we 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 made our predictions in the past. I, I predicted Bryce Young would be number one just based on what the talk was. Yeah. We thought CJ was going to end up getting there, and I think it's looking like you know CJ will end up being that number one pick. Yeah, and um, it's interesting. Uh, uh, from from once again, we say the whole Panthers organization showed up, and for what I understand. They did the exact same thing. They went to <laughs> that same crew. Went same went to Alabama to check yeah. out Bryce. That same crew. Went to Kentucky to check out Will. So yep. we'll see. I mean, like you know, obviously uh, we're just doing, we're just talking about it, right? But obviously, yeah. uh, the Panthers made a huge move in trading up to get that number one overall pick. Um, so we'll see what they do with it. See what they do and, with it. So you mentioned Rick Spielman. The other thing he talked about was um, he talked about Dewan Jones. He said, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, they talked about the fact that. He didn't big weigh Thanos. in. At the, big, big Thanos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he elected not to actually weigh in at the pro day. And, you know, there's there's guys a lot of times elect not to do something at a pro day or combine. And he weighed in at the combine but did not at the pro day. Weight is a, to me, a weight is a little bit different to where that can tell a little bit of a story, right? Because, um, yeah. The, he, he, so Rick Spillman specifically mentioned that the over-under – uh, going across the league for Dewan Jones is 400, 400 pounds. So, <laughs> yeah, and, you, you, and the thing is, even if he's not there now, right? He obviously must plan on he must play around that weight, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you had the combine three seventy four, three seventy five, that's like I mean, literally the best shape you probably ever right. want to be in, in your <laughs> top shape. Like you did everything right. <laughs> For the course yeah. of two or three months, obviously you come around the season, so you're not in horrible shape, and you do everything right, eating, drinking, working out, everything you could do, and th- that's the way he showed up as a combine. Obviously, he's- but but hold on, man, that that is crazy <laughs> though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to. You know, you get into the elevator and it says this elevator can only hold a thousand capacity. <laughs> Like if the Juan Jones is in that joint, it's like we only got like three more people that can <laughs> can show up before this thing says, you know what, we we going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean he's a big man, but he could move. I feel like he is a, a first round talent. Just looking at how he's progressed, 
And yeah. even though like he's a huge guy, but he has the tools. He plays the right way to be a huge guy. Now, and, and, and be honest, uh, you know, it's a big number, 400 pounds, right? Think about a guy playing with it. But a lot of times, I mean, you you start looking at some of these defensive linemen in the lead, and, you know, you get this number coming out of college, right? With that number coming out of college at the combine. Like, oh, he's yeah. a 6'4", 335-pound defensive lineman. But this is year eight. And I'm, you're looking at the guy like, it's no way. Like, I'm a big guy. I know, I'm a, I know you know, I know size. It's like, no way that this guy's still 330 pounds. Like, when yeah. I, I remember uh, – Hello, Nada played for the Ravens for a long time, nose tackle. And I was like, this is his staff. Like, this big man, he's 6'4", 335, 340. I'm like, bro, there's no way. He's at least 370 right now. There's no yeah. way he's that small. And, you know, I, so it, it translates. Like, you know, basically you get your number and you stick with it. No one every year is updating uh, the program on, on your size. You know, it's internal. And no one really reports on it unless they – wants to for, for whatever yeah. reason. So I think, I think, you know, he's a big guy. Um, uh, he, he will remain to be a big guy, but I think, uh, I think he still has, you know, done enough over his career to, to know that you, you talk about risk to me. He's one of the guys that doesn't have any, lot of, a lot of noise off the field, big guy, because that's just naturally who he is, but he does the right thing to play football and, and, and will be able to play football at a high level, in my opinion, for, for a long time. Um, so yeah, so let's see where he lands as well. Cause it's like, you know, my draft, some people got him first round. Some people mm-hmm. does not, exactly. my opinion, upper first round. If you need all the tackle, uh, especially someone you can plug in that right tackle right away. Um, and just learn the sport and continue to grow with him. He's one of those guys. Cause he just has to too. He just, yeah. it's gonna be tough for him to get ran over. It's tough for him to miss with his hands. He just, he just does. He, so. he, he's done through this process. He's done what he, he needs to do. The only question is does his weight get away from him? That's the only question. Yeah. Now the other thing is he's six eight. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not like a you're not six four, three hundred and seventy five pounds. He's six eight, man. He got a little bit more um you know space to, to, to handle a little bit more weight. But the what yeah. what's crazy about it is I'm I play that like one ninety five. So he he's literally twice my size, man. Weight wise. It's crazy. <laughs> this is crazy to think. That's um, a crazy that's what that would make football unique though. It's only like really one sport you can see a guy that's literally Close to four hundred, another guy that's close to one ninety time. That's a yeah. big corner, right? You got corners that's one in the seventies and eighties, and they're playing the same sport. It's got same it's, sport, and they collide, bro. Like they collide. <laughs> that's the craziest part of it. <laughs> that's what make football fun, man. Another thing, but I guess with regards to weight, though, we do got to speak about like was Jalen Caller, who was was one of the considered top five pick out of Georgia, right? Yeah. From combine to pro day, he gained nine pounds. And the story of Georgia's pro day was like he could barely finish his position drills. That's the only thing he came to do. And he was saying yep. like he was really out of shape and, and not really up for it. Um, like I said, I didn't watch it, but that's just the, yep. the word around it. And it's just like, okay, yep. that's a thing. But like, I mean, I mean, that, like, see, but the wine didn't weigh in, so he could have lost weight. Technically. That, <laughs> that's, the, that's the key. That's the key. So, like, in an interview like this with Spillman, he talks about, you know, he could be over 400 pounds, but the reality is, on paper, he's 374. Yeah. He's 374. You're going to see it over and over again. Every time they look at the sheet, it's going to say 374, 374, 374. Mm-hmm. So by him not weighing in, if he was over 400 or if he was close to 400 or if he just gained if he just gained nine pounds, he went out he went out to eat with teams the night before. They probably got him, <laughs> got him you know what I'm saying, he got a steak and all that stuff. They didn't, they didn't support his um, shape. So for real – there's always this talk 
during the pro day or during the combine, but when they get back to the room and they start splitting hairs between Dewan Jones and another tackle who they can't make a decision between, they not going through well, maybe he was four hundred and ten pounds. You don't know. So you just gonna look at the sheet. He's three he's three seventy five. So mm-hmm. and to that to that point, um Jackson Smith and Jigba also mm-hmm. uh uh helped himself out, you know, because really the, the real he could run a route as good as anybody yeah. who's run routes, right? Um, right? The only question was really, does he have the actual speed to really um, the top end get speed away. to play at that level consistently and be able to, you know, get open and 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 make plays? And he ran a four four. They gave the range between what was it? Four uh, four. So now nah, this is from a reporter, not like a GM yeah. that has some power. But reporter wrote that he ran in the range of four four eight. Through four five two, yeah. so so we so we round down, we round down as four for eight. <laughs> the four for eight. If one person got four four eight, there's a four four eight across the board, and that's who he is for the rest of his career. Year ten, if he's still playing and he's running a four six five, but he's still getting open, you know, on the sheet, Jackson Smith and Jigba four four eight. So if he ever yeah. if he ever is a free agent and somebody's looking for a speedy receiver who can who can play in the slot and do all these things, they're gonna say Jack Smith and Jigger, four four eight. It doesn't matter if he can't run that anymore. So we round yeah. down when it comes to the forty. Yeah, and I feel like he, once again, like you said, he 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 did what he needed to do. He can't he went obviously basically missed the season, essentially missed the whole season, right, due to due to injury, problem with a hamstring. So uh, a lot of question marks about that in general, and when it came to the playoffs, he uh, opted to sit out. So that was a big news for Ohio State, and he wanted to kind of focus on his health and get ready for this process. And yep. you can't blame him, right? Cannot blame him. So from that, you know, a lot of teams started to kind of question, is he the number one guy, number one wide receiver? Um, it's still – it's tough to say, right, with wide receivers because, you know, really, you know, you got – Usually, it's several good guys. This class, they have a you know another handful of good guys that actually did you know play this season. So it's tough to say will he be a first round guy or not. Obviously, we're biased. Of course, he is. To me, he's the best wide receiver in coming out this year. But you know, uh, will he actually go first round? Who knows? But you know, he did. You know, do we have to do through this process and showing the quickness and the speed that we know he has? Um, once again, he got it down. He 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 scored it. It's on paper. It's documented um, what he could do. So definitely came out and did what he had to do this pro day to kind of um, you know see what the secure. You know, if he had a question mark about speed, he kind of you know did what he could to kind of um, answer that for you. Yeah, and another I'm, I'm, guy. That, go I'm hoping he goes to the Bears. But I want I want <laughs> yeah. a, I want a Buckeye throwing to a Buckeye. I Man, I want to see that connection. Well, now go ahead. That that would be fun. That would be fun. I mean, it's a, and it's and it's definitely possible. Obviously, the Bears. I know they have a lot of question marks. I know they had made some moves at wide receivers. You know, just kind of following yeah. the news. But I don't think they got a Jackson Smith and Jigba. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll right. See. Yeah. But another big news. I mean, highlight of the pro days. A uh, guy that I feel like, like I said, I think I said a couple of weeks ago. You know, if he basically came to college, stayed healthy. Then getting any some weird off the field trouble, he was going to be a first round pick, and that's Paris Johnson. And, I, and I, he went out and performed. Uh, you see a clip of him uh, kicking straight down the line, and he's like, "Well, if you're not if you're not into the sport, you're like, what's the big deal? You're like kicking down the line, he's switching feet left and right. Um, I played off the line for, at the college level, professional level, 
and just being fair and honest, I could never cover that much ground. Let <laughs> alone switching feet while doing it. And he's like, why is that impressive? Is he talking about a guy that's once again, he's like, what, six, five, six, six. He's weighed a little bit of tab and over 300 pounds. And he could just go like he just yeah. flies around like he could just fly around and it's not normal. A guy that size could move that quickly. And if you see, and then, and then with the, him switching the feet, it just kind of goes into a whole other thing. When you start talking about strength of the hips and strength of the core flexibility and just being able to kind of just effortlessly just kind of make those transitions and then come out of it to a sprint. Um, after a workout, you could tell he was already sweating. So it went like the first thing he did. So I'm sure he already been busting it a little bit and he just kind of goes out and he flies around like that. It's really rare. It's unique. Uh, if you're looking at NFL guys, if you're looking at, um, a Trent Williams, um, that's the one guy that a huge guy out. He got bigger over the years, but he just a big guy that could just really fly. Like he just can't move that quick <laughs> yeah. as the, as the, as he can uh, being that size. And when you look at Paris, um, obviously just, just uh, anything's in front of When you look at uh, Trent Williams or Larry Tunsil, um, you know, those guys, are, that, he's one of those type of guys. He, he, yeah. he has that type of athletic ability with the size um, to play once again at a very, for a very long time at a high level. So, yeah, I think he did himself some justice, went out, performed well. Obviously, it's always coin flips on who's number one, number two, off yeah. his line and off the board. But he definitely would go day one. Um, and someone would be getting a really good player, so, really rare player in Paris Johnson. So, so what you explained is kind of why you do – it's kind of why the combine and the pro day are important. Because, yeah, you watch the film and you see that a guy's a good player. But there's good players in college that, you know, you put them in pro day and you're like, uh – he just he just can't move like he just can't move the same way that some of these other guys can move. Or you see a guy, and you're like, I know he's a good player, but let me see how he can move. And then you you're like, oh, you know, look at Paris Johnson. He can really move different than all these other guys. You're talking about GMs and scouts who are going to pro days and and I mean they're going to small school pro days. They're going to big school pro days. So they, they've seen a lot of movement. So they're able to compare and say, okay, this guy has this level of ability. Um, so when we get our coaches with them, then, you know, this is what he's capable of. So, you know, there's, there's times where, okay, this guy could play left tackle, but this guy, we probably, he's probably not going to be a full-time left tackle. He probably would have to play other positions. And I think that's, that's that, that kind of shows what, why these types of one-day events, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> um, with, after having so much film and all that other stuff still, are still important. And speaking of, you know, a pro day and the importance of it and a guy who showcased his ability, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, he was able to catch passes from CJ um, to mm -hmm. get him as a receiver. And you have all these scouts here. It was, it was almost like a, um, a preview <laughs> of what's to come, right? Just like right. a sneak peek, right? His, dad's yeah. in, his, well, his dad was there as well. You know, he gets to go out there and, and showcase. And you have to, you, you have to think all these – GMs and scouts are like, man, I can't wait for him to come out next. Yeah. yeah, that's funny, man. What's the quote? That it was a quote kind of that's going around Twitter and things like that. That it was like it was like they say basically it's like window shopping for a 2024 Lamborghini. You know, <laughs> right. like, like you see this this fantastic athlete, fantastic football player, 
go out there, run routes, uh, just smooth, fast, strong, powerful, catching the ball with his hands, all the things you want to see. And you cannot do anything with it yeah. <laughs> for a whole another year. He got to go through a whole another season of college football before he has his chance to go um, for the for um, for the for the NFL draft. So, but it, it's it's I mean he definitely did himself justice, right? I mean, like right. He once again, like you say, it's, it's a one day event. You've seen all the plays he made on the field. Now you get to see it in person. You know, just him just doing his thing out there, running freely. And it's and it's um it's 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 verified. Like, you know, yeah. his talent is verified for sure. And can he at the receiver position, you never see it, right? Rare. Can he mm-hmm. play himself into a number one overall pick? Um now you have um the quarterback out of USC who's gonna be coming out next year, who's yep. who will probably be most people's projected number one overall pick next year. There's going to be other quarterbacks as well. Obviously, there's going to be some defensive ends. You know, those, those are the types of positions you tend off to take. Off the tackles. Off yeah. of the tackles, right, that you take that early, right? However, um, if you already have a quarterback, if you have, yeah. a, you have a tackle, you get somebody through free agency, or, you you know, you have the, the defensive ends that you – have, or there's not a defensive end that's you know at that level of talent to actually to select um, that early in the draft. Do you take Marvin Harrison? Do you see a scenario where Marvin Harrison Jr. goes number one overall next year? Well, I mean, it definitely could happen. I mean, he definitely has the talent for it. He 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 made the plays for it. Um, in a situation like that, I mean, let's think about this year's draft, right? This year, at the end of the season, um, what I believe with Houston wins like their last game of the season. Right, and because they won that game, the Bears got was, fired. Yeah, Lovey got fired <laughs> for winning that game. Uh, they fired Lovey, and <laughs> from that though, the Bears get the number one overall draft pick, and they have a Justin Fields on the roster. Um, at first, it was kind of I'm not going. I don't know if the Bears was taking it serious or not, but it was saying like, oh, they should just take another quarterback and maybe move on for Justin Fields. But I mean, obviously, Justin. Especially since the second half of last season, you know, really showed what he could do, right? He, yeah. he made a lot of ton, a ton of big plays. Obviously, them plays wasn't equal in wins, but they weren't trying to win games. I mean, I think we kind of spoke about this before. The Bears were definitely not trying to win games. They're trying to basically get through this year, evaluate Justin Fields, see if he's their guy, and now build a team around him with the new GM and basically getting where, rid of all the veteran players. Um, so if think about it this year, so let's say the Bears still had that number one overall pick. Obviously, they just traded it to the Panthers, uh, for, and the Panthers need a quarterback. Um, but let's say you are the Bears, you have your quarterback, you see that he could perform. Big thing that's on the team now is like he has no weapons around him. He yeah, has yeah, yeah. A, a running back that's kind of, that, that has some good years, but you know, not recently. You know, he kind of getting a little beat up due to his, his high workload. Uh, wide receivers can't even name these guys. Like, who are these guys? You know, they make a trade, I think, in the season to get that uh, receiver out of Pittsburgh who had basically, you know, one solid year, you know. So he basically got played with a bunch of guys that you can't really name. Um, And so if we look at – then you got this number one talent. You got Marvin Harrison Jr., 6'4", body control, out out, out of the world, crazy hands, um, fast, strong, big. Maybe that is the guy. Like, you know, this guy could really, you know, change yeah. around things. Just one pick. Now you have to either you don't 
respect him and we go his way every time until you do something with it or you do respect it. You got to uh, put extra coverage there, and that kind of changes everything. So it's definitely a scenario that uh, Marvin Harrison can be that number one pick because he's just that dynamic. And the way the game is played now with so much passing and you can't touch wide receivers, you put up a, a guy like that who's just such a rare talent, um, you have to account for him in, in several yeah. different ways. So it definitely could uh, booster your offense if you're in that position. So I think it's possible. I think it's it, definitely it, possible. It, it almost has to feel like the um, – the the Bengals like the Jamar Chase scenario. He didn't go number number one overall, but they already had Joe Burrow at quarterback. They played together in college. They fixed some of their issue issues, fixed some of their issues and through um, free agency or whatever. And yeah, they have the, they had the opportunity to pair Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow, and you know Jamar Chase is just a different level of receiver talent. You have really good receivers. First round talent receivers, and then you have Jamar Chase type receivers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Marvin Harrison is, and I think if if things if if things shook in that similar way, young quarterback, you know, um, young guys at other positions, but you know, you kind of have those guys there, like you know, I, I have the the defensive end that I need, I have the tackles, or I or I solved it in free agency. I think that's a, a possible just because he has the talent. Like if you if you were to make a, a draft board and just went off. Um, best available. Marvin Harrison literally could be in everybody, you know, team's top three and best available. Right. Just best available player just in terms of talent. So um, there's some receivers, a lot of receivers, it looks like you just don't have the level of talent for me to <laughs> put this, <laughs> right, but this right. level of investment into you. Yeah, yeah, uh, but he definitely has it. And then, like, when it comes down to, obviously, it's a quarterback-driven lead. So if your team is a yeah. quarterback and you're going to the draft and there's quarterbacks available, then chances are you're evaluating these quarterbacks and trying to get the one you think is the best. But in a situation where that box is checked for you, which happens, yeah. it happened this year, definitely could be a scenario where, where Marvin Harrison could be uh, the number one, the number one guy. But, uh, you know, just kind of, I guess, transitioning back to Ohio State, right? We're talking about Marvin Harrison. He's getting ready for his, uh, most likely, what probably should be, you know, his last season here at Ohio State. We do have pro day. I mean, not pro day. We have spring ball going on right now. Yeah. Uh, we're going into, what's this, the second week of uh, a spring ball. And, and yeah. we know now that the, the guys are full pass now. They, 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 they got through the days of, uh, you know, the, the helmets and shorts and uh, the, the spider pass and things of that nature. But now it's full pass. So things are things are ramping up uh, on campus. And, and once again, as we talk about spring ball, it's the time to really kind of, you know, separate yourself, right? Put your best foot out there. Uh, put your best effort out there. So we got a quarterback composition. We got pass on now. What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I'm really interested in the quarterback, as everybody is. Um, but I'm also interested in the defense, man. I, I I heard Jim Knowles talk about before the spring practices started. He talked about how you know last year was more of a, a uh, trying to get the scheme in and all those things. This year is really focused on technique and being able to improve within the defense. Um, he's made some adjustments. You know, they're not going with, they're not going to force the Jack position, that Leo position, that kind of stand up, um, hybrid defensive end linebacker position. They're going to let these guys just kind of play the natural defensive end because I don't think they would, I don't think he feels like we, they have a guy on the roster. I think except one guy who's, who's been battling injury that really fits that, that position, which I like that he's catering to 
the personnel that exists. Um, but also he brought it, they brought in some competition in defensive backs from transfer portal guy out of Syracuse, the, 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 the young kid, um, who I believe was a freshman all American Davidson out of Ole Miss to bring mm-hmm. in some competition. So I, I'm, I'm really interested in their improvement because this is where you have truly improve, um, not just from understanding the defense, but being able to actually execute at a high level. So that's kind of my focus is that defense, um, and the quarterback. I think the other positions are relatively, you know, you got some new guys on the offensive line. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, there's some competition there as well, but I think it's, it's yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like for me, I was like, well, so my, my focus is there. So once again, we're talking about Paris Johnson, person, yeah. you know, first round pick. We're talking about DeWine most likely being the first round pick. And we also lost our center, uh, Luke Weipler going to the draft. I think he currently got like his third round grade and he, he will get drafted and play, uh, on Sundays as well. Um, so we're looking at three positions that now we have to fill on the offensive line and um in a in a in a in two of the most important positions, right? You got the center who since since leaves the general on the field for the offensive line, who's usually gonna have the re- uh, requirement of usually maybe pointing out the identifying where we're going and protection, who are we identifying these players as, which, which matters a ton for the whole scheme of an offense, uh, someone stepping into that role. And then also the left tackle. Obviously, we know at Ohio State with Ryan Day and our new offensive coordinator, Brian Hartline, we're going to be throwing the ball. So yep. our offensive tackles, when it comes to pass pro, those are the guys that matter the most, the offensive tackles and, and basically keeping your pocket clean and have the uh, usually have the toughest job in doing so due to the guys that they have to block to be able to do so. And so we're looking at two guys, two new guys playing at the tackle position in the center as well. Right now, I believe it's um, being rumored that uh, Josh Fryer is stepping into the left tackle position, which he hasn't. Any not much experience at usually when he has played previously in previous seasons, um, he was more on the right side of the ball. So now he's at the left side. It seemed like per conversation, they kind of asked him, "Hey, you want to play left tackle?" And he was kind of like, uh, "Yeah, I guess <laughs> I play left tackle." So uh, you know, it's definitely a new spot for him, and then you have to have some younger guys kind of step up in those other roles. So I'm definitely interested to see how that goes. Um, it kind of. As an offensive lineman, sometimes it kind of could take a little bit of a minute to kind of understand that rhythm. You're in there with the starting, whoever they consider the number one quarterback. Um, you're in and out the huddle. You have a, a defensive line that we know from this year. Coach, Coach Johnson is going to have a very talented defensive line. Um, so uh, it, it's – it's, it's going to be uh, a learning curve for those guys. Whoever's in those positions, there should be some competition there as well. So it would be good to see um, exactly how that pan out, who could kind of stand in that role, who could do it uh, with some leadership and kind of just kind of maintain and kind of really step into some really big shoes. You're replacing some really good guys, some really good players um, so well that, you know, you really haven't heard of people about off the line. That's how good they've been yeah. over the last several years. So, trying to maintain that and kind of just keep that rhythm going in the trenches. It'd be uh, interesting to see. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think um, having new quarterback, new offensive lineman, um, it's not something to be concerned about or alarmed about, you know, guys could come in and, and perform as you would expect. These are highly talented guys, but if they don't, 
Things could, things could, things could not, you know, cause yeah. we, we tend to, you know, as, even as former players and stuff, we just tend to kind of take this stuff for granted because we, yeah. we were new guys coming in at one point and we just, <laughs> you know, plug and play. We, we see it, you see it happen over and over again. But if it doesn't happen, and you know, you get spoiled too. You have, you go from Dwayne Haskins to Justin Fields to CJ Stroud and, um, but I, I do believe that these, they're, they're, you know, the, 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 the top guys are going to emerge from the group. Um, you know, that the, the quarterback battle is going to be an interesting one. Um, I've been on record to say, I think Devin Brown gets the edge. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I do think between the two, you know, whoever, whoever emerges from that is going to be, um, a capable quarterback. And then when you have a, a, a t- talent at receiver, like we have, and then running back, um, that really helps out. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. This is going to be an important spring in terms of getting those newer guys developed. Right. And, um, to that point, you know, we went through our spring and, you know, we've talked about each year. So we really want to talk about each year. So we're a year two. And I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I don't really remember <laughs> my second spring. Like, why you don't remember it? Like, like and I, I said, like, why you don't remember it? I, like, I, it was, my second spring was a huge spring for me. Why do you Because right, you bought out, right? Your, 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 your red shirt freshman year. Bought out. Uh, did you, did you, start, you you played a lot? Did you start in? I started like I started like six or seven games. And yeah, I played I played a decent amount. Uh, played yeah. in national championship game. So year two was was the the year to you know continue to to sharpen to sharpen up and learn from my mistakes. And I you know I think I suffered a few injuries, so I was also kind of laboring a little bit in that all season, but I really truly can't remember that. That's pretty That what happens. You got that. Like, so now he balled out. So now he like a pencil in starter. We had some guys <laughs> lead to the NFL. So, you know, now this is my spot. So my second, my second spring. So my red shirt freshman year, uh, my, my first spring, Villa mm-hmm. injury. I think it went pretty well. Stayed competitive. Got into the season. I was literally considered like the sixth offensive lineman. So if anyone got hurt from left tackle to right tackle, basically I was going in the game and it might be something like maybe I wasn't going exactly to that spot, but like someone else on the line would have moved to that spot and I'll be the next guy got in. We have a season and no one it's like it was like a miracle. No one on the offensive line gets injured. Our center breaks his hand and within two days is snapping the ball with his opposite hand, which is if you're not a center a football player, you don't understand how crazy that is. But Jimmy Cordo break his hands. I don't know. It was kind of early in the season, mid uh, early in the season. Shout out to late. Jimmy. Jimmy Cordo switches hands in the middle of the week, and all of a sudden snaps the ball with his left hand, and is still productive. I don't think he. I mean, I can't say if he had any bad snaps or not in the year, but it definitely wasn't an issue. He definitely got the job done with snapping the ball with his extra with his left hand, and um. Played that year. So, Redshirt found me like the sixth off of the lineman. I'm getting a ton of time in practice. I'm backing up Kirk Barton at, at the right tackle position. And Kirk was a, a, a seasoned vet, a starter since a, a, a true freshman in Ohio State. So, he used to let me get some practice. Let me like get a lot of practice in with the starters, uh, things of that nature. But when it came to actual game time, I didn't want to play a ton of the games. I was on field goal protection, did that job. But when it came to the actual games, wasn't getting a ton of playing time just due to no one got injured, and uh, you, you kind of run with your guys there unless it got to uh, garbage time. So going into my uh, second spring, so going into my uh, redshirt sophomore, uh, the only scene that really left was Kirk Barry, that right tackle position. I'm backing him up, so it's my job to try to go out there and try to win that position. So I'm at right tackle. 
Um, battles really well. Had some competition from some older guys, some younger guys. I remember our, my great friend, really good friend, Mike Adams, was there in JB, and they five-star guy. So a little bit of competition from those guys coming in. But I was able to have a good spring, fought really hard. I remember blocking Cam Hayward every day, all day, and we all know what type of player Cam Hayward right. was, yeah. in, was in college and is in the NFL. So it was like, you know, I had a handful every day, but it, it went pretty good, and I was able to secure that spot at right tackle. So that second spring for me was a huge. It was my dad child to kind of go out there and show the coaches that, hey, I could fit in that mold. I could be in there with the huddle, with, with the ones, get in out the huddle, execute at a high level. I know what I'm doing. I'm fighting, um, you know, giving tremendous effort being a leader where I can. And so my second spring was really huge for me. I remember, uh, like I said, 15 practices in the spring. Then you play, you had a spring game as well. Um, and I remember after the spring game, I'm tired. I'm blocking cams and towards the end, like kind of get some of the younger guys in. So it's like, okay, I made it to spring. And my head football coach, my high school head football coach, Coach Gian, he calls me up and he's like, hey, uh, how was spring? Like, you know, I'm like, well, you know how spring, you know, Coach Gian and Tress were close. Like, you know yeah. Yeah. You're like, hey, hey, congratulations. Like, congratulations for what? Like, you, you earned it. You did it. You did, there you, you go. And I was like, oh, oh like, oh, like, I don't got to, I don't really got to go through the, uh, another year of not knowing, like, was I ever going to be a starter as an yeah. offensive line? There you go. Like, nothing like that stuff. So it was a big spring for me. Huge Spr- spring for me to, to secure that spot and get, and win over that starting spot. So. Spring is where you start making the money, man. Spring is where yeah. you start making the money. It's the first. I mean, some guys come in so highly touted that they, you know, they get it started off the jump. But if you don't, spring football, man. I guess so, where's that? Uh, good yeah. luck to all the guys right now who are going through it and those guys who are already solidified and are, you know, continuously progressing, trying to improve. And then those other guys who are still trying to make a name, a name for themselves. So, um, yeah, I think that's our show today, man. That's uh, our show, I want to give another – Another shout out to uh, Bet Online. If you for all your betting needs, Bet Online could. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So. All right, guys. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, wait, man. How right, yo, man? This you um, just cut that stuff out, man. Yeah, we'll cut it out. We'll cut it all out. Yeah, you already I'm, said I'm Bet Online. Just end it there. I'm, I'm about to just say it again. Oh, so okay. I just want to give another shout out to Bet Online. For all your bet needs, all your sports bet needs, check out Bet Online to get it done. Go Bucks, man. OH. IO. Go Bucks. There you go. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.